Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your beliefs, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individual stories. Before we jump into today's show, we have a few notes for our listeners. Karen and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com. We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The full series can be found on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There's a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here, along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now, on to the show. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Karen. I have a wonderful show today. Oh, fun. Okay. Yep. It's going to it's gonna kind of not sound like that at some times, but I think overall people are going to leave at the end of it and go, I'm glad I listened to this. Cool. So I need a man's name because I have a male client. I choose Hugo. Thank you. Hugo is, I'm going to guess Kelly because I can see him over FaceTime. I'm going to put him either in his late 50s, early 60s. And at the beginning of his session, he says, I booked a whole hour with you. And he says, I've been told about you. And I was told to call and ask for an open session and that you would literally connect with my soul and my spirit guides. And he's using these terms, but you can see he's not totally comfortable. And he says, so I've been told this and just to sit back and listen. So I've got notes to write. He says, so I might have to slow down and I'm also recording this. And I said, okay. And he goes, so I want you to go into what they call the open session, please. Ooh, someone prepped him well. Oh yeah, they did. Oh, and you're going to hear all the reasons why. Okay. (laughs) So... The guides came in immediately and said, okay, Hugo is not really looking for an open session. He needs certain things done today and he knows it. He's here because somebody feels that he's finally ready for it. He refuses to do therapy. Mm. 
He refuses to pick up a book. He refuses to um, look at a, or listen to a podcast. He's just shutting everything down. And so he thinks that this is so out there that uh, it might not really stick or it might not really mean much to him. Yeah. It's got rude real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's here and he half of him wants to know the truth and get ready to work. And half of him is scared shitless to hear it. I think people go into therapy the same way. Half of them, half of us, there's, there isn't really an us, them. We go in terrified it's not going to work. Uh, we also go in hopeful that it will work. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But we want to lower the bar in case it doesn't so that we don't feel the despair of, now what? What is our option or, or what could possibly help me? And there's part of him that thinks this is the, as low as the bar goes. Us? Yes. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> he thinks this is the lowest bar. Well, won't you be a pleasant surprise in his day? <laughs> I don't know what this... Well, at the time, I didn't know what it was going to be, but I certainly know my answers now. <laughs> at the very least, you are a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so the guides tell me all of this. You are the lowest of bars, Karen. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I said, yeah, but that means you guys are the lowest of bars too. <laughs> nice. Way to stick it to them. <laughs> yes. I had such a good laugh with him. And then he says to me, what are you laughing at? You. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah, right? Undermining the other world. Exactly. Thinking that he's going to go and connect to his soul and that that's the lowest bar possible. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And you know what? As much as we can laugh and joke, like, isn't that such a tragic telling of how he feels about himself? And that. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> and, and that's the show. Thank you. <laughs> it is. And we're done. Goodbye. Have a great day. <laughs> Oops. Kelly's wrapping them up tighter and tighter for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so the spirit guides tell me to say all of that to him. And they say, you know, watch your tone of voice. Um, make sure, like, you know, really be careful of your energy. And I said, well, what kind of energy do you want me to have for him? And I will shift. And they said, we want you to bring forth the love we feel for him. And I said, I'm good with that. And if he still wants to kick it all to the curb, cool. Mm -hmm. But I and the spirit guides and his soul, we showed up to do our best. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to do. So I did explain all of that to him. And I have to say, Kelly, he became very responsive and he said, okay, I think I'm good with this. You go. And I'm allowed to stop you when I want, right? And I said, absolutely. You're in complete control. So I said, I'm just going to go back and get some stuff from the guides and I'll pop back in and I'll download and I'll give it all to you. And he goes, that's what you're calling channeling. That's why you're not a therapist. And I said, that's correct. And I said, it has to pertain to you specifically that's what channeling is. Mm -hmm. And he goes, okay. He goes, I'm going to listen to that then. You continue. So the guides came in with the first bit of information and said, take a look at his brain. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And so they show me a brain, Kelly, that, and I know you get it. I'm just going to do my best to try to describe it for other people. And I know hopefully he'll come in and describe it better than I can. Okay. Um, but his brain has these little green squigglies and they look frayed. 
and gray on the ends. And some of them look black on the ends and like they're brittle and they're not going to connect to the other side. So there's a gap in between. In the brain, the other side in the brain. Yeah. There's a gap between these squiggly things um, that show like that something can't continue from one side to the next in one coherent kind of thought. And so I thought, or process of some sort. So I said to the guides, why, why is that gray? And why does that look like it's deadened? And they said, oh, let us show you. And so now if I could say the TV screen turns on, I get to see where he has a wife and he has children and where they talk to him and he tunes them out. He doesn't listen. And I watch those little synapses or whatever you call them. I'm going to call them synapses. Well, they are synapses. Oh, this and is beautiful. You're then. talking about the gap in between synapses where the receptors actually can't literally receive. Oh, I That's love what the deadening it. is. Someone will have, sorry, I'm forgetting some of the biology words um, or definitions, terms. Well, apparently all my English. Um, but you are talking about synapses, right? They fire and wire across. And then the gaps yeah. in between them are what you're talking about being deadened, blackened, yeah. gray. And they show that these get deadened and blackened and gray as he consciously, purposefully tunes people out. Right. So then what happens is if when you're talking about the fray is that a signal can still be sent, but that at the end of the fray, it can't be received by another receptor because the channel itself, the line that it was following uh, is frayed. And they show me in that line where it's broken, he stops loving. Mm. And that's a cause and effect. You got it. And for anyone who's going, well, how do we just make that jump? If you are deadening your ability to hear someone, then you're saying, I don't want to connect with you. So neurons that fire together, wire together. This is a scientifically proven cliched statement. Um, so when you are not using those, those channels and you're deadening the receptors, then you're consistently telling the body, cut off connection to this area, cut off connection to these signals even. Love is about connecting. So you're saying we're going we're gonna to short circuit love because we've already short circuited the ability to connect. So then the guides say to me, ooh, now let's go over to this part of his brain and let's show you what happens when that occurs. And I go over to another part of the brain and I get to see where the connectors are or the synapses are like in overdrive. And so to me, they're not a healthy green. They're like a red that means for me inflamed. Mm -hmm. And so I said to the guides, what's happening in that part of the brain and why is that occurring? And they said, well, when he turns off the desire to connect, the love, look over here at this part of the brain. This is where he's angry. Which would be the, the mammalian part of the brain. Yes? Mm -hmm. Because if you are turning off mm. the part that actually makes us human, which is the prefrontal cortex, all of the things that have developed post mammal, post-basic mammal, um, then you're going back to the base of the brain, which is fear and anger and survival mode. And this is where he then goes forward living in this mode as a result of his conscious choice to shut down the people that he is saying, I married you and I promise to love you. And I, 
I, I wanted to have children, so I had sex with my wife, and we birthed a baby together, but I choose not to love you. Mm. So it shows all of the state of confusion that he's in, that he's saying things, he's saying things to others, he's saying things to himself, and then he doesn't follow through on what he says. And so I think, if this is correct too, this creates the cognitive dissonance within him. Yeah. Okay. And so they're showing all of this in the brain, and it just shows that over these years, and I'll say that they show that in the sense of, I get to see him go from a younger man to an older man. And they show this consistency where he, he just completely erodes this, his brain function. I, you just said it wonderfully because babies, as they're developing, they're trying to develop more of that part of the brain that makes us human, right? That can mm. have a discernment. And that's the only part of the brain that actually with practice and over time has the ability to override the amygdala override the the survival part of our brains. So when he's saying, I'm shutting down, I'm not feeling, I'm not connecting, there's no system in the brain that is strong enough to then say, cool, we're going to override this this survival mechanism. They're actually saying, we're going to hand control back to you. Mm. Thank you. So they keep showing me these different scenarios and they say, pay attention. He does it to all of his children. Pay attention. He does it to his wife. Pay attention. He does it in all of these different ways. And he's going to ask you for some examples. And I said, is he asking for examples to test me? Or is he asking for examples because he needs help? And then I realized, oh, I wonder if that's my own ego wanting to know what his intention is to know how to respond to him and how to engage with him. Or if it's just really, do I need to know more about his brain? wasn't really sure about that, but the guides came back in and said, he's, he, he does this repetitively by choice until it becomes automatic. Does that also make sense then in your mind? Are you, you're asking me as a person? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I just explained that. Perfect. If you do it consciously, that becomes your auto, pardon me, if you do it consistently in a conscious way, it becomes your autopilot or your second right. nature. So this explains then when I have to exp- have to go into the explanation that at the beginning, his wife believes he's doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And then eventually she becomes, she comes to the belief that he's doing it without realizing it or being in control of it anymore. Yeah. And she says to people, I've married two men. I did the man I am divorcing is not the man I married. They never are. And this they being the partner, I'm not picking on men. Yeah. So this is explained to him. And he looks at me and he goes, Okay. He goes, "Um, this explains exactly why my wife is saying things about me. He goes, "Um, so she's right. Mm. And I said, Oh, okay, let me ask the guides. And the guides go, No, no, we are backing that up. We just explained to you something, Karen. You told him, and that is exactly what his wife is doing. She's trying to explain to people in her process of leaving that this is not the man she married. This is not what she chose. This is not the type of man she chose to spend her life with. So she's recognizing that and accepting it. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. And she's doing what she can Mm -hmm. to move away from that, to be on her own for the rest of her life, 
or until she finds a man who wants to love and be loved back mm-hmm. because she knows it has to go both ways. And she's wanting custody of the children. And I said to him, and I said that to him, that she wants custody of the kids. And he goes, well, hold up. He goes, I can tell you one thing, I am smart. And he says, uh, I understand why she wants custody. Good. And I said, okay, go, tell me, have at it, and use that beautiful brain of yours and tell me why. He goes, because my children will grow up to be like me if they live with her full time and I go off and I get healthy and then I come back and say I've worked and then I can be that man who gives love and receives, then I have earned the right to be a parent. Good job, Hugo. Yeah. He goes, I didn't understand it. So I was dragging her through courts. I have been fighting with her for custody. I wanted full custody. And I said, nah, you didn't want it. You just wanted to fight. And he goes, that's true. And he goes, and now I'm understanding that the only reason I want to fight is because that's what I trained my brain to do. Mm-hmm. And he, he says to me, now you're explaining that I'm the one that trained my brain to do it. Therefore, I am the one that can train my brain to undo it and get healthy. Good, good connections. <laughs> yes. yes. So it's beautiful to see that this man has broken connections by his own choice and then on automatic And then you see him sit there and go, hmm, I made this mess. So this is the mess I'm supposed to clean. And then he says to me, okay, now I understand why my wife said, I will stay with you if you go to therapy. Now I understand it because I need help learning how to undo what I did. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's right. You can't do it all on your own. There's no way to do it all by yourself. Because somebody has to hold you accountable. And that's not her job as your partner. That is the job of a qualified, healthy therapist. And he goes, okay. So I'm starting to understand. He says, so if I take all that money that I had thought that I was going to put towards the divorce and dragging her through one. He put aside money for it? Yeah. Because he wants to fight. Yeah. Oh, yes, that now I can take all the money that I was going to spend on that and I can take it and actually go to therapy because I've got a lot. I can actually do therapy for years. I could go every week. That's why I like this session. Mm -hmm. And so the guide said to him, do you want some tools to get you started before you get into your first therapy? Do you just want to know some directions? And so he says to me, look, I booked the whole hour. You're going to do whatever you want and you're, or whatever the guides are going to tell you to do. Mm-hmm. It's recorded. I would love it because I'm going to take this and I'm going to go to therapy and I will look for a therapist who will listen to these recordings. Nice. And he says, I will look for somebody who's willing to listen to this because it's going to take them an hour. He says, so I'm assuming I'll have to pay for that hour. He says, so I'll have to remember to pay them double which made me think of Joe Hurd. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) And I wanted to give a shout out to Joe, who always believes that some jobs deserve double pay. Well, actually, some businesses do charge an asshole tax. 
Oh, I love it. They have it like posted somewhere that if you're going to be mean, that there's like a percentage of a charge on top of that. Oh, God. And it's usually like the smaller businesses that can get away with it. But I think this is really cool because Hugo's actually saying, I'm going to pay the asshole tax. <laughs> yes. But I'm actually going to get my shit together and use that time, that extra hour where they're going to be listening to my channeling session to get myself well instead of using that tax to abuse further. Yeah. And he says, you know, he says, Karen, I'm starting to understand that the people that are benefiting from my bad behavior and all of these problems I've created in my brain are the lawyers. Yeah. He goes, it's got to be that the legal system is what's going to benefit from this because I'm not ultimately, I've lost my wife and my kids. Yeah. And now I'm trying to create more fight where even if I do win my kids, why would they want to be with me happily? Mm -hmm. They're going to want to, they'll only be with me because they're forced to be or they're afraid to be. Mm -hmm. And he says, so I won't have any connection to them. And I went, that's correct. So why would you want that? No healthy person wants that relationship with a partner. Actually, Kelly, with anybody, if Mm -hmm. you're healthy, Mm -hmm. let's just go with the whole universe. Just broaden that. And so he says, okay, he says, I, I can get on board and I like the fact that you're giving me information and a plan. So he goes, I'm very structured that way. And I said, well, no, I said, every human is structured for logic, but every human is also structured to use their intuition and to use their emotions and all aspects of themselves. And he said, oh, well, I don't really believe that. And I said, well, then I said, you need to educate yourself. And he went, oh, good on you. (laughs) He goes, that was just putting it right back in my face. Mm -hmm. And I went, yes. He goes, that was insulting to you. And I said, correct, you insulted me. And I said, but basically you're insulting all people, Mm -hmm. not just me. I said, you're insulting the human species because it isn't just me that uses the intuitive part of a human being. Mm -hmm. Lots of people do. And they don't, they're not paid to do it like me. But I said, you're also putting down an aspect of yourself. And he goes, that will be one for my therapist. Mm-hmm. And I said, you're, you're damn right it will be. <laughs> I said, it, it will be because you, you willingly suppress parts of yourself. And that's something that that therapist is going to have to look at as to who taught you to do that. Mm-hmm. Because you weren't born a baby and came into this planet knowing you were supposed to suppress parts of yourself. That's somebody who taught you that. Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay. He goes, I'm going to hit the pause button. Do you know who? And I said, I do. Because the spirit guides will give me that information. He goes, then that will be session two. He goes, because I need you to do some other things for me today. I'm going to make a note on my own, in my own binder here. And he says, I'm going to write down that my session two with you and all the things that we need to talk about. Then I'm going to write down under another folder, he says, or index card, um, everything I need to talk to my therapist about. And I would imagine that some of them are going to overlap because you're going to need to work together. And so he says, I am a man of action and I like my logic. So I want to know if you have a therapist that you recommend who will work with you. So that when I say, this is what Karen has told me, they're not going to dismiss it because you're intuitive. Mm. They're going to value the work I'm doing with you. So, and, and I'm like gobsmacked mm-hmm. because 
He's going from insulting to how do I work with you? And bring in other team members. Yeah. I mean, that's progress if I've ever seen it. Honest, honestly, Kelly, I, I think this is what you call ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. I think this is where the whole sequence of events in the universe, synchronicity, where he's just been hurt just enough times, just the right amount. It's like the scales of the universe went, okay, one more person hurt him, boom. He's hurt one more person and he's sick of the way he's talking to them. He, now he's aware of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like everything gets lined up. And I think that is exactly what that person saw in him that said, oh, this is the time to call Karen or Kelly. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right at that point, which some people listening to this might go, yeah, that's called freaking rock bottom or whatever it is when you finally opposite of that, when you actually open up to something, because you have been in so much of your own pain, you have inflicted so much, and you're just sick of all of the suffering and the drama. And he steps into, well then, what is the opposite of all of that? And so the spirit guides say that he's at this real crossroads that they have to grab onto in this hour and be able to really be accurate and hit everything spot on, not to tip him over. So I sometimes I felt like I was walking a, a fine line. Sometimes you feel that way? Oh. It's the whole fucking job. Okay, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> Did I gap out for a second? <laughs> no. It's just that I have this habit of coming to these grand new awarenesses of something. And they're things I've said 50 times. Yeah, 337 and, times. And you're just like, yeah, whatever, mom. <laughs> and you so kindly just... I, didn't, I used a swear word. I don't know if... <laughs> Where I you mean, d- I meant it kindly. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I mean. I know you mean it kindly. Yeah. So the rest of his session then was him affirming it. Hugo actually took time to say, these are the things I've done. Is this when you mean that my brain did this? Mm -hmm. And he would give like a little example of, for instance, where his kids were choosing to go and live with mom. And he was like calling the police to say she took them. Whoa. And the kids would say to the police, no, no, like mom didn't take me. I came with mom. So now she's pushed off like with a police officer to make it look like she's abducted her own children instead of, no, my children chose to come with me. Why are you here and what's going on? And so she's perplexed. The kids are perplexed. I'm certain the police officers are still perplexed, but they really, I guess they have to follow a protocol of sorts because the situation could be that they really are. So they're doing their job, but in doing their job, He's the one that's abused the police, his mm-hmm. children, his partner. And all of us in our tax dollars. Yeah. And so he gets told that. He gets told, this is what you just did. You just, you just wasted the time of police officers. You've just put them into a situation they don't ever want to be put into. Mm-hmm. They, if they had the choice, they'd only show up when they actually were freaking abducted. Not when people are playing games. Mm-hmm. So I have to tell you, he got reamed out a little. Good. And I have to tell you, I really enjoyed it. Good. I enjoyed hearing him feel sorry. 
I enjoyed the part where the guide said, now be neutral, but firm. He needs to know what he's done is wrong. And so I happily told him all of that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I did. I'll say I used my stern voice. And he was excellent in that he sat there and he said, fair. I've done that. That's fair. And I said, so what are you going to do going forward? Because that part of your brain that wants to get triggered and fired up again might just kick in and take over and control you again. So you have to have a plan of action so that when that occurs, you don't just call the police and set that to motion again and apologize after the fact that you've done it again. Kelly, this session ended on such a freaking high note. This man sat in front of me, booked his next appointment, asked for the name of the therapist that you and I refer to, um, told me he'd get back after he sees his therapist, told me he was calling his wife to explain that he's starting to understand his behavior and that he had a plan of action. He wasn't calling her till he had a plan of action. Beautiful. And I said, so tell me, talk to me about your plan. And he listed who he could call that he would trust to stop him in what he was doing. Up top. Congratulations. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. So, the, and, and he will deal with all of that. We have the next appointment booked for follow-up so that he has a plan to be a better ex-husband. He has a plan to be a better future parent and so on and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. And I, I just am so grateful that all of those ducks lined up properly and that, that I got them. Mm-hmm. And that the whole desire that you and I have to connect to his spirit and the spirit guides to present him with the proper energy mm-hmm. is what freaking matters most. Yeah, because it's facilitating ease, Yeah, which some of us are looking for and some of us are not looking for. And his ducks lined up to say, yes, I need and want a life with more ease. Mm-hmm. Instead of all the drama. Mm-hmm. Isn't that lovely? Well done. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a beautiful story because it's about a brand new beginning. Yeah. I think it's energizing. When we have a plan, we feel energized. Well, yes, Miss Life Coach. <laughs> yes. Good call. <laughs> so maybe next he should see you too. <laughs> hey, I from the sounds of how he is quickly adjusting yeah. uh, and open to a different kind of mindset, Hugo, come through my door anytime. Yeah. Cool. Well, happy Saturday, everyone. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlos. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.